Hi everyone, this is Daisy Isamarie and welcome to the Flower Power Podcast. This podcast is about following your dreams and I'm here to help you solve problems in your daily lives to help you get a step closer to your goals. I'm here to introduce people that have decided to follow their dreams and find out what they are doing to become their own success. We will also be girl chatting away about topics that we deal with such as friendships, relationships, and self-care, and so much more. Stay tuned to listen to Flower Power, which means peace and love. Let's find out what flower power is within you to change the world for the better. Hi guys, welcome to the Flower Power Podcast. I am Daisy and I am here with Colby Maddox. That's correct. He is an instructor instructor here at Old Town School of Folk Music. And we're going to speak a little bit more about his background story in music and how he is where he is now. So hello, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, I want to talk about a little bit more of your background story and how did you get into music? Um, got into music. Well, I was a kid. Um, and... It must have been like first grade. They had they had um, uh, music in the classroom. My, my actually my kindergarten teacher had a piano in the classroom, okay. and she would do singing with us. And we had a really great music teacher who mm-hmm. taught vocal music all the way through eighth grade. And he was like sort of almost like part of the I wouldn't say part of my family, but like I saw him almost every day. Yeah. And he he had a way of teaching singing using the Kodai method. Um, okay. And uh, and also these hand symbols for each note. So he would make the hand symbols, and we would all sing. Mm-hmm. So it was extremely important experience early on. And um, then about about fourth grade, they started with they had a string program. So I started playing um, mm-hmm. violin in fourth grade, and that went on to eighth grade because um, it was all junior high school. But then the funding for the for the schools and where I grew up in California, and the funding for the schools was oh, okay. pulled out from property tax. So they took instead, in other words, they froze property taxes, and the funding for schools to all the extras started to fall away really fast. So string instrument was uh, an extra that I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, but I did have like four great years of playing in string or- orchestra and orchestra with that same four years. yeah. Okay. With a with some really great teachers and some great guidance, and um, I think that's where I really started was like, which that, is good uh, starting at, at a young age because I feel like a lot of us start at that moment. Um, me as a music like I started playing guitar when I was twelve, mm-hmm. but it never st- it never st- uh, stuck to me. So like I would take a lot of lessons and things like that. It which it which is never stick until as an adult now that I could play and be able to manage. So was it hard for you to play when you were young or did you cat where you were able to do it right away? Like you had that talent in you as a child? Oh, I don't know if I was talented, but, <laughs> but I really liked it. You, you know, you loved I, it. Okay. I, mean, I mean, let's say, let's say, I'll tell you this. I had for four years, I had the violin that my uncle mm-hmm. gave to the family. And so I played that. And then years later, I got the same violin out um, when I decided I would sort of start again. Mm-hmm. And I played it, and it was such an awful instrument. Yeah. I mean, it was the, I can't believe I had been playing for four years on such a horrible instrument. Mm-hmm. And my parents never upgraded. No. So you have a reputation of your family members being musicians as well, or? I mean, they, I think my, uh, yeah, there is, there's a little mm-hmm. bit. Not, not very much. Not I'm kind much. of, so the, you're one of the I'm the oddball. Ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which makes sense, right? There has to be somebody that plays a, an, an instrument in the family. 
Um, I was kind of the guy for my family, <laughs> yeah. So you pr you've been playing music for a long time, and what instruments do you play? Uh, I started playing violin in, uh, instrumentally in fourth grade. I, mm -hmm. I tried playing guitar a little bit, but it was too big. Oh, really? Yeah. So you felt more comfortable yeah. with the violin? Mm -hmm. and mandolin too, which is, I also started playing that when mm -hmm. I was in fourth grade. So I was sort of like at home with self-training. Did you learn with your ear or did you, are you, are you, you're able to read more music? I was taught to read music, mm -hmm. you know, that was, that was part of the package. So I did, I did learn notes and, and it didn't, I didn't learn as much about rhythm as I really, really should have, which I think is mm -hmm. fairly common. You know, you learned where the notes are, but you don't, yes. you don't learn as much as, as you can, can about how they're spaced out and what, what that, what that notation means. So I wish I had gotten more of that, but. Do you think that as a teacher, you think that people could manage to play instruments without having to know how to read music? Or do you think that they must know how to read music? I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's hard, personally. Mm -hmm. I think if, you, if, you, if you're patient as a teacher and you take time in the early stages, people, people will be able to pick that up. Mm -hmm. um, that, that shouldn't be a barrier. Um, but there are people who are impatient and mm -hmm. sometimes they want to just learn, 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 yes. and you can feed that um, with learning stuff by ear. And in fact, that's how s the Suzuki method mm -hmm. of teaching violin works is that kids are taught violin by ear for a, several a couple of years before they're introduced to music. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about that. I think it's good to have a little both. And I think music has changed a lot over the years, right? Like when I was younger, we didn't have YouTube at that time. Oh, exactly. So now that we have YouTube and a lot of people put in their, like they teach people through YouTube, you think that's a good way to use that as a tool to oh, learn music? It's invaluable, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's incredible. I can't believe I didn't made it without that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's how I learned more. Um, yeah. But for, for me taking classes here at Old Town, I feel like I was able to build more of a structure. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm able now to read music a little bit more and figure out my notes and chords and guitar. Um, so it definitely helps a lot. So have you seen a lot of progress in your students when they take your classes? Or how many years have they taken your class? Oh, I mean, I have students in, in my in my general like student body that mm -hmm. I have I, I'll have students for like two years or oh, three years mm -hmm. sometimes at a time uh, and then I'll, then sometimes I'll even come back and take more classes after that and then um, do you do you also do private classes for students I do yeah mm -hmm. I teach my I teach private but mostly that's um, that's only a few people mm -hmm. yeah I, I think the group classes have been my big the group classes thing. and what will be your day job do you have anything else that you do yeah besides? i do i mm -hmm. i i work here at the old town school mm -hmm. i'm the librarian so we're in the library mm -hmm. right now okay. and this is this is where i work and i all we also have an archive of stuff that um is not it, this library stuff is like stuff you could have bought in the store at one point okay. in time so they call it commercial mm -hmm. material that's what libraries are um, mm -hmm. archives are things that you can't they're one-of-a-kind pieces that the old town's collected uh, sound recordings, pictures, yeah. and and uh, documents, and those are we have we run have those as well. So I'm in, I I'm in charge of that stuff, and that's that's during the day, pretty much every day. And then people could come in and rent a book out if they like the, to, or is the it people, only the people who work here can check stuff mm, out? Only people I'm that work here. working on a plan right now so that people can check stuff out through okay. what's called interlibrary loan. Yes. And mm -hmm. get get things this 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 library will participate in interlibrary loan. So if you want. So you're full time here at Old Town? Uh, so basically like you do different yeah. things professional. Oh, I mean, practice time's hard to come by. I try mm -hmm. to I try to get at least like a half an hour in a day in the afternoon if I can, if more if possible. What about when you first started? How, how long did you practice for? Uh, it would vary. 
very different. Very, yeah, but, but you try to get at least an hour in a day. Did you ever have a time in your life where, where you stopped playing music? Because I know sometimes for me, like, I just don't pick up the guitar for maybe a few months, and then I don't know where I just have that urge to play again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best. The most important thing is to preserve that mm -hmm. urge to play, whatever it takes to do that. And um, there's a lot of strategies for that. And um, some people have more are born with more of an urge than others. Mm -hmm. Some and but um, and some people's lives make it more easier easier than others. Mm -hmm. But I think that preserving that urge is the most important thing. And if that means cutting practicing less, then that might actually be a strategy or using your practice time differently so that mm -hmm. you use only a certain percentage of it to try and learn new material and you learn, you review old material um, during another part of the practice time. But even if it's only 20 minutes, you can still break that in half. Yeah. Um, and that's that's always a good thing because that's the way your brain is better served anyway is if mm -hmm. you break things up into, into smaller pieces smaller yeah like pieces. for me my challenge is bar chords mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because i'm a girl and i have like softer hands or like yeah. bar they hurt a lot when i do a bar chord yeah. so that's one of my challenges do you have a challenge in your instruments that you haven't maybe like was able to overcome oh i always try to keep mm -hmm. several challenges up, up on the uh up, up on the bench for so um well let's see one one thing that I was working on for a while, and I still am working on, I think I'm getting mm -hmm. better at it, is learning the music that came before um, bluegrass music. Okay. So I play bluegrass music, but there's string band music that came before that, and fiddle tunes that are more that are different, um, sometimes less regimented, and mm -hmm. they just kind of ramble, but mm -hmm. they're really cool. But they're sometimes harder to learn yeah. um, and harder to um, to keep them to keep them maintained. Okay. So that was my goal for a while was to keep several I had a list of several tunes that I was trying to keep maintained and mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm I feel good about that and uh now I'm switching over to doing tunes that are things that are a little more um on the fiddle things that are more rhythmic and okay. that have that, that that rely on uh some different techniques like being able to play two strings at once mm -hmm. um and switch between um the low strings and the high strings okay. quickly so, so more um, rhythmic and technical things now. I feel like with an instrument, there's so much to learn. I don't think you ever stop learning, no, right? Like no. it's, there's always something, an obstacle that you yeah. could you know, overcome yep. and something more that you could do with the same instruments. Is there an instrument that you've wanted to play but you just never got, got around to it? Oh, good question. Um, or do you mostly play like all of them but like in a little? I don't little play, I, I, I kind of cut it off at, at, at pretty much um, fiddle and and mandolin and mm -hmm. and um a little bit of guitar um but i don't I, i'm i'm pretty happy right now with, with that yeah i feel like it's fine just to stick to one or yeah. two like yeah. that way you get good at yeah. either one of them instead of doing like a bunch of them and like little yeah you know, just knowing a little bit yeah i've seen that i've seen i have friends who've done that <laughs> <laughs> do you perform outside of old town like yeah. on your own like you have your yeah. own little gigs mostly on the week uh, uh most weekends i'm playing somewhere usually but often that's in somebody's backyard or mm -hmm. uh, at a wedding or at a, a party um, but it's enjoyable oh yeah i'm guessing yeah. right because for me I, like even if it's in a cafe or something like mm -hmm. playing the instrument is able you're able to do it yeah i have i have friends who a very good group of musical compatriots who i can call up mm -hmm. for to go out and play at gigs I do duos and trios and mm -hmm. it's fun um I've heard you sing before um and 
is that something that you wanted to do or something that it had just had to come with your instruments? It just came along it just for the came ride. Along. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a different type of music that you sing as well, right? Like, um, obviously, it has to go with, like, the fiddle the fiddle instrument. Yeah. I mean, I'll try to sing anything. That's mm -hmm. for sure. That's I'm not picky. But if but um, I have spent some time trying to get the range and the... Um, the, the the articulation the, like like the the way of singing in the bluegrass mm -hmm. style mm -hmm. I've, I've worked a little bit with that and okay. singing the parts that go with that the high parts and the, mm -hmm. and the medium parts and the low parts it is it is a different type of music and it's not it's not considered to be the most popular type of music so when people are interested in in what they hear um what advice do you give them to be like you need to learn something like even though oh. like all this pop music is out there like obviously you need to learn at least a little bit more of other kind of music to be oh. more aware well i mean america's north america is like mm -hmm. this incredible melting pot of musical styles mm -hmm. um and even just just from the fact that like we have all these styles that we call like jute jazz blues you know mm -hmm. um rock and well, where did those come from? You know, they mm -hmm. and so to look back after, or sorry, before World War II, and look back to even like the 20s when we first started recording music, mm -hmm. when we were, we would sit like people would sit just like we are recording this conversation, yep. <laughs> but yep. they would have a giant machine, mm -hmm. right? And and it would be carving a a a, a, a cut into mm -hmm. a into a piece of wax while we were talking, yeah. right? And 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 it would you'd only have three and a half minutes mm -hmm. to do that because that's the only amount of time that they would. That they would have because yeah. it would be done right at the end. Mm -hmm. So, so the recording thing really changed everything. It changed everybody's idea about what American music was because we got to hear it all, and mm -hmm. people had to perform it mm -hmm. and put it into some kind of finished form. Mm -hmm. And that really, um, that really was the basis for which the styles that we got in after World War II. Um, I feel like I find it interesting how, um, as a young person, you think classical music is boring and blah blah blah. Yeah. But then when you and then when you hear like your famous celebrities that do listen to that music as well, you're kind of surprised about it. Because yeah. you're like you don't expect like someone like just say Justin Bieber or something like that to listen to something else that's not. Um, and but that's what influenced their music as well. So obviously they have some kind of background in it, too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, classical music's coming in strong with mm -hmm. roots music now too. Like a lot of really great string players who who play like roots music. Are also are you know getting influence from classical music and cl classical musicians are crossing over and playing roots music, yes. so it's it's reached a high level of yeah. of technical proficiency like and it's coming back but in yeah. a different form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a neat it's a good time for that. So, what would it be your biggest obstacle in your career? Biggest obstacle? Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be assume I had a career. <laughs> 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 um, I haven't. I haven't um, I haven't tried to have a career, but I mean, I mean the biggest obstacle I think for any musician mm -hmm. is is whether to travel or whether to stay put. And if if you've decided to be a musician, you know, like how can you how can you find a mix of the two? Mm -hmm. You won't get any experience or notoriety unless you travel, you, unless you you do find a way to 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 spend some years traveling and playing music. On the other hand, it burns you out super fast. Mm -hmm. Because you end up being so this little this thing that supplies one thing only, you know, and it, and it's a it's a it's a pretty high temperature product that you're putting out. You're putting out a performance almost probably four times a week, yeah. and traveling. Um, so you're gonna play a little bit for oh, us, sure. right? Okay. <laughs> 
Great. Let's see. Um, yeah. So this is a mandolin, mm -hmm. and it's a mandolin that we that we're selling here at the Old Town School of Folk Music in the Different Strummer Music Store. Well, it's called the Music Store now. We used to call it the Different Strummer, which oh, I now thought, it's the Music now Store. it's just called the Music <laughs> Store. But we um, we have some great instruments in there. Mostly, there's like pretty much like instruments that a beginner would play, um, and really good ones too. But this is something that like an intermediate player would play. It's a really nice okay. mandolin made by the Northfield Company in Michigan. What do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? Whatever comes in mind. What do you got? Oh, I'll play this tune. This is like a, a, a riverboat tune. You probably would hear this like on the Mississippi River. find you and how can people take your classes here at Old Town? Okay. Uh, my classes are all on the Old Town School website so and there's several levels of the mandolin and fiddle. And do you that, have a website? Yes I do it, and it's, ca it's called sunnysideupmusic.com so sunnysideup is all one word and then music as well sunnysideupmusic.com 